Hey, welcome to the Level Up Girl podcast. We pray that today's message bless you. Let's level up, girl. God bless you, ladies. It is a pleasure to be here with you once again uh, here in your show, our show, Level Up Girl. Girl. We are here once more on a Tuesday night. It is ladies night. I think some of the girls have not gotten the memo. We have a couple of girls logging on. If you will let us know where you're watching from. Ladies, we want to give a good shout out to our faith squad, wherever they are tonight. We are calling them out uh, to the dream team that is out there as well. Ladies, go ahead and hit the share button. Somebody's got to listen to what God has for us tonight. Oh, we have somebody from the Boogie Down Bronx. Uh, Priscilla, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we have a couple of other ladies that are joining us via Instagram. We'd like to say hello to them as well. Amanda, uh, Monica, um, I know you, you're going to your Bible study. We will see you later on the replay. Uh, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Lynette, God bless you from the Dream Team. Uh, we have Hannah watching from Connecticut. God bless you. We are super happy uh, to have each and every one of uh, you ladies tonight. Listen, it is so hard for us in our schedules as women. We wear so many different hats that mm -hmm. it is impossible for us to take a couple of little minutes for us. I mean, sometimes we got to shut ourselves in the bathroom, in the pantry, <laughs> lock the pantry and have a moment. You yep. know what I'm saying? But tonight we have separated an hour, hour and 15 mm -hmm. and 20 to have some girl time to feed our souls, to feed our spirit in the Lord, to kind of hang out. Just and have a girl's night. Have a girl's night and just chill out, you know. There's so much expectation of who we are, yeah. you know, whether it's at work, at home with the children, the husband, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the caring of the home. If we have businesses, it's just a lot. Yeah. And sometimes you just want to take off all that mm -hmm. and just be little old you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just be simply you. And we are so happy that you have chosen to spend that girl time with us tonight. Ladies, welcome. Um, I am your host, Pastor Lucy. And I'm your co-host, Bonnie Blasa. Amen. And this is our season four, episode five of My Sister's Keeper. This season, we named it that. Uh, we're going to go into why and uh, what we've been talking about for the ladies that are joining us for the first time. Um, if you are here for the first time, let us know so we can give you a good shout out. Um, uh, Angel, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Um, so... We're going to be talking about what a sister's keeper is all about. But ladies, listen, a lot of the ladies are doing something else right now. So you might want to put their names down on the comments yes. so that people start saying, oh, wow, I forgot. It is eight o'clock. We are live here on Level Up Girl. Um, this is something that you cannot miss. We're going to be talking and continuing to talk about uh, something that's very important that we were speaking about last week. Mm -hmm. I don't know who joined us last week, but... We spoke about a lot of deep things that we want to unpack tonight. Absolutely. You don't want to miss this. You do not want to miss this. So we just want to welcome each and every one of you. If you want to give a shout out to some of the girls that are watching. Shout out to everybody that is connected. Women, men, whoever is on. We just want to shout you out and thank you for being connected here with us tonight. Um, we are in high expectations of tonight. Um, I know that last week's episode was so good that we needed to create a whole part two, right? Yes. <laughs> so 
tonight we're just gonna dig even deeper into uh, last week's conversation, mm. which I know is gonna bless you. Um, reading through what we've got, our notes, right? I'm like, man, this is some powerful stuff, and yes. I know that it is gonna bless you. So go ahead and tag somebody, share the live with somebody. Um, we don't have a, a lot of people connected right now, but we need your support. Yes. If you could please share the live. If you can tag some people on the comments, we would greatly appreciate it. That's right. I always say, don't be stingy with the words. Somebody got to listen to this. Somebody's going to be free tonight from yes. a mentality that's been holding us back from producing even in those hard seasons. Come on, I know I'm not the only one that has gone through some things and I've gotten hit so hard in the gut that I feel like curling up and just going into my room and crying. But there is something that kind of tells me, you know what, you gotta get up, you gotta produce even in this time of pain, even in this time of, of hurt. You just said something. Come on, girl. Look, you, you gave me goosebumps by mm. saying that. Cause it almost takes me back to when I was delivering my kids. Ooh. Those precious children that I call my children. I remember that when the pain intensified, I remember that when I couldn't take the pain no more, it was time to give birth. It was time to push. Mm -hmm. and the doctor told me, you can't stay right here. I know it feels comfortable not to push because the pain is intensifying. Mm -hmm. But the, the signal of the pain intensifying is what's giving you the alert that something beautiful is going to come mm -hmm. out. Oh my God, that you are about to give birth to something beautiful, to a gift from heaven. Oh my, my Lord. Powerful. I don't know who's here tonight, but listen, it's going to be lit tonight. I'm telling you, I feel the power of God just even in this introduction. There is something that you got to hear tonight. So I am motivating you. I'm encouraging you. If you have girlfriends, I'm talking about sisters, cousins, co-workers, uh, mother-in-law, daughter-in-law, uh, girls in your in your in your crew, uh, your church. This is not about church recruiting. Everybody's welcome here. Amen. We're not talking about nobody's church. We're not talking about anything other than things that we women go through and how we can be the best version of who we are by leveling up. Come on now. So listen, if the pain is intensifying, if you're saying to yourself, I can't take this no more, it is the perfect ambiance to push this thing out. You know, it's crazy that when you're giving birth, you know that there, you know that the baby's inside of you, right? But there's that in between, that in between time where the contractions are happening and you're like, okay, I'm ready for the baby to come out, but it's still not time. Mm. And I think it's that in between time that a lot of us are constantly caught in when, when we know that there's something that we got to give birth to. Sometimes mm. it's one baby, sometimes it's multiple babies, Ooh, right? Come on. So it's a little harder. Like if, if you're carrying more than one baby inside of your womb, it's going to be a little harder for you to to push those kids out oh. and so that in between time you're ready to push it out but listen i what when you think about i know that i'm expecting something great when i push it out mm. you know what this pain that i'm enduring right now is my going god to be worth it it's just <laughs> gonna god. be so worth it because you know what i'm going to be holding my babies in my hands mm. and i don't know if many of you have been feeling like that i don't know if you've been feeling like that pastor right but it's like if, if god says listen there's some babies inside of you there's Ooh. something i deposited inside of you and it's not going to be easy to push it out but i need you to go ahead and keep pushing Keep pushing, keep pushing because it is, it is close. It is near. Come on. 
Bonnie, that's some good stuff. Mm -hmm. Listen, before we get into the rest of this stuff, we got to give you a couple of little things before we get into the matter at hand. Uh, for those ladies that are here um, that maybe have not subscribed to our podcast, go ahead wherever you listen to podcasts, all the major platforms. You're going to go and look for Level Up Girl uh, podcast, yes. right? Level Up Girl podcast. You're going to go and you're going to find and you're going to subscribe to it in any major platform you can find us. You can also go to our YouTube. It's Luz Hernandez Ministries. Go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way we can reach more people. Uh, it is very important for us to continue to grow. Listen, a movement is not a movement if it's not moving. Level uh -huh. Up Girl Global is a movement. So we need some women that will be uh, brave enough to move this thing forward, to be trailblazers, yes. to get into your community and offer them something that they haven't received mm -hmm. before. Let me tell you something. This is not your everyday podcast. This is talking straight to situations that we don't talk about in our churches, yep. that we don't talk about in our girl communities, that we don't talk about in our circles. Mm. This is raw. This is us just being transparent and kind of wrestling through these thoughts and ideas that God has placed in our hearts. We talk about experiences. We talk about deserts we've crossed situations we have come across, the way that we were able to succeed, the way that God saw us through. And so you will see yourself in a different part of us as we go through these different entanglements. Uh, Terry, God bless you. We're so happy that you can join us. Kiana, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Ladies, continue to share this. Somebody's got to hear this. I'm telling you, it's going to change your life forever. You're going to be a better per person for what we're going to be talking about tonight. I know God has something in store. We had our master class, which is going to be available uh, very soon uh, via video. You can purchase that. It's going to be eight, uh, maybe like nine or 10 hours of video. It's a masterclass that we went through coaching uh, by the renewal of your mind. It's just transforming your mind, um, kind of uh, uh, looking at these thoughts that you're having and kind of challenging them and replacing them with the word of God. Uh, it is an excellent masterclass. Yes. We had uh, uh, a handful of people that were there and they were very blessed. Uh, they were changed by the masterclass and I know you will be blessed. It will be available shortly on the website. For those of you that don't know what our website uh, looks like, uh, you can go to www.lhm1.org. That is where our website is. You can go in there, um, shop around. You can go and uh, subscribe to our newsletter and stay uh, uh, in tune with what we're about yes. to do. I want to go ahead and mention to you all, ladies, that, I mean, if you don't know that we have an online store, well, now you know. Um, you can go on there and look at all of our new merch. Also, we, we've got um, more stuff on there really cute stuff. Yes. Um, we need your support. So I want to just encourage all of you to just go ahead and check out the website. We've got new merch fall yes. merch that is getting ready to release. You can see the uh, t-shirts and the sweaters on there right now. Um, they are some gorgeous fall colors that yes. you don't want to miss out on. Um, so I just want to go, go ahead and encourage you all to check it out. Um, we're going to be rocking our shirts here soon. Don't miss out. Okay. Yes. Because yes. Hey, if they sell out, you're going to have to wait till we um, get another batch, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I want to thank the ladies that are joining us um, with uh, uh, sowing seeds. Um, there's a lot of you that are going on onto uh, the website, also to our cash app, which is Money Sign Pastor Luz. And um, a lot of you are sowing seeds. Ladies, thank you so much. We appreciate uh, every little bit helps 
getting to that goal of blessing others. We are planning a big event in June, June 2022. It's going to be our first level of girl global conference. It's a women's conference only for you, where you will be catered to, where you will be pampered. You will be treated like the princess that you are. We will be taking care of you here in Tampa, Florida. It's going to be June 2022. We're already kind of ironing out some uh, little kinks and talking to some uh, speakers that we're going to have. We're preparing something so beautiful for you ladies. So please, if you have some time, reserve some time uh, at your jobs um, so that you don't take all your, your vacation time, reserve some, some vacation time on the side. For those of you that have kind of uh, signed up to volunteer, if you would like to volunteer, let us know. We would definitely love to have you on the team um, that is going to be ministering and all that. So let us know if you want to partner up, like I said, is money sign pastor loose or you can go into the website and also sow a seed there ladies i just want to thank all those that are are already sowing and already helping us um enlarge the territory that god has given us so purpose of the podcast we already know we want to be to you what we needed when we were going through our desert right because sometimes it is hard to go through a desert by yourself mm. it is hard not to know how to navigate through the darkness and so because this is what the podcast is all about. We dedicated episode or season, I'm sorry, season four, all about my sister's mm -hmm. keeper. Because that's what the podcast is all about. It's about us trying to keep each other while we're going through some things. Laura says, when are y'all coming to San Antonio, Texas? Girl, we going on the road. We doing a road <laughs> trip. Listen, we're going to unleash the madness here in Tampa. And as soon as we do that, we are going to have a schedule. Listen, God has already spoken a word over us uh, where we're going to be traveling internationally. We are unleashing uh, Level Up Girl Espanol at the end of November. So keep us in your prayers. Ladies, this is, uh, uh, this is going to be epic. This is enlarging. And sometimes God takes us at a pace that sometimes we got to catch our breath. Mm. There are people that listen to you spitting out all the, the things that God has placed in you and you driving them crazy. <laughs> they, they're like, wait a minute, that's not even possible. Listen, but everything, everything takes time. And so we are developing, we are pushing these babies out as God is giving them to us. You better stay tuned. You better buckle up your seatbelts because this is going to get crazy. Okay, cray cray, right? Prophesy. We prophesying this. <laughs> Listen, God spoke to us. He told us, it, uh, uh, he told us Dominican Republic, Puerto mm -hmm. Rico. He told us uh, the Caribbean. He told us South America. Listen, he said Come on. global. Listen, he said global. <laughs> you heard that? You heard? He said global. And you know what? A lot of people will say, you know what? You guys are a little too ambitious. <laughs> Listen, this ain't about our ambition. This is about when God speaks, you walk. Listen, Why? anybody that would have looked at Peter saying, huh, Jesus, if that's you, Call me out. Mm. I want to walk on water too. They would have said, boy, you <laughs> ambitious. Come on. Because gravity will tell you that if you are on something like water, you're going to sink. But guess what? He didn't care about sounding like he mm. was ambitious. He, he cared about what Jesus spoke. He said, just say the word. You just say the word. I'm going to walk on that word. That's yes. what we're doing. We're walking on the word. 
We're walking on the word. And so, yes, we are coming to a city near you. <laughs> as soon as God gives us the release, we will be doing that. Ladies, this is an amazing thing that God has given us. Uh, sometimes it, it, it almost feels like too much to handle, but we know that God will not give us something that we cannot handle. So he gives it to us in increments, little by little, uh, until we continue to uh, uh, um, enlarge our capacity. You, you know what it is? It's, it's back to the whole baby thing. And mm. It's like, okay, you, you push this baby out and now it's it's time to nurture it. You got to continue to feed it. Could you imagine you know? pushing out a grown-up? Good Lord. That's why it has to start in baby steps. Yep. Baby has to come out. Seven, nine, uh, nine pounds. I had my, my second child, nine pounds. That was painful. Yeah. Girls, you know what I'm talking about. And so what I'm saying to you is that <laughs> everything has to be gradual, right? Because if not, it, it'll be overwhelming. So uh, we're thankful for that. Um, we said we want to be to you what we needed in our season. And that was what uh, season four is all about, being our sister's keeper. We have based it off of Genesis 4, 9, where uh, God is uh, asking uh, Cain mm -hmm. where his brother is. Nanette, God bless you. Lydia, God bless you. Thank you for joining us, Tracy. Um, and so here we have Cain, and he says, what am I, my brother's keeper? Like, am I supposed to keep tabs on my brother? And so we based it off of that. We uh, talked about what being a keeper is all about. Mm -hmm. We said that in, in the Hebrew, the word for keeper is a hedge. And when we talk about a hedge, a hedge of protection, mm -hmm. right? It is like a like a bush with thorns mm -hmm. that kind of protects whatever yeah. it's surrounding. And so if you are your sister's keeper, you become that hedge for your sister. Man. You become that protection for your sister. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but somebody got to understand that we all have a responsibility to one another. We are the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's like you always say, um, in previous episodes and seasons that too many times, especially women, we can be a little catty, right? And we're like, oh yeah, I don't mess with so-and-so or I don't like this person. And it's like, we still experience that here in the kingdom of God. Like mm. when you walk into church, it's everybody's not all, oh, this is my sister loving you. And you know what I love about our church? That when, I, when we walk into our church, every what you have, you know, kind of um shown to to your girls they pretty much all show that to each other right and you know what i love i love that and and you know what word captures that it's reciprocity mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i love that word i'm all about words i love that <laughs> word it's called reciprocity reciprocity yep. is that you're going to reciprocate you're going to mm -hmm. give what you've been given yep. same level mm -hmm. same intensity and yep. so you've received the love and now you're going to give that. Exactly. Mm. And, and what I love about this is that it starts with one person. Oh, yes. It starts with you, right? Mm. Because if you become that person and you go ahead and show love to the next person, then mm -hmm. I can then be like, oh, my God, that's different. I've never experienced that. I want to I wanna give that experience to my other sisters, mm. you know? And it just keeps uh, um, producing. And it keeps multiplying. Multiplying. I have my, my sister Tracy. She says, Belize. She wants us to go you to better believe it. You better believe it, girl. <laughs> Costa Rica, all those places. Come on, somebody. Listen, we, we speak Spanish, too, so we, we, we in there. Amen. Thank you, ladies. Um, This is an interactive show, so do not feel like you cannot chime in and, uh, you know, kind of talk about your experiences. Some of the girls are there. We have our dream team there. We have the Faith Squad. If you want to join the Faith Squad, go to Facebook. You can go ahead and look it up. It's Level Up Girl uh, Faith Squad. 
Oh yeah. Level up girl faith squad. You can look that up and we will allow you to come in. It is a private group and we share some, uh, uh, some things in there that motivational, uh, some of the girls, you know, uh, do a prayer request mm -hmm. and all that. Uh, it's just a community of women. So go ahead. Uh, in, you can be interactive. Um, anything else before we get started? Because I, I am about to explode with this. This is some good stuff tonight. Oh yes. Um, this season we have chosen to have a lot of, um, women, to come join us. And so throughout this season, you're going to see different faces. You're going to see things um, run a little different, but I know that you're going to be blessed by it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about you, but the last two women that we had on just, Oof. just spoke fire stuff, mm -hmm. you know, just conversations that we still haven't had. And so um, we're just bringing people that are being transparent and letting you know that they also go through what you you're going through. That's right. Right. And I love it because we, our intentions were to have uh, women back to back, mm -hmm. but there's so much good stuff that we were like, listen, we can't just go to the next. Yeah. I want to, I want to talk about this a little bit more. I mean, there's so much to unpack about yeah. all these powerful things that these women are just dropping. I mean, if you have not seen some of the episodes, you need to go back and look at the episodes. You are going to be blessed. We had our sister evangelist, uh, Claudia Morales uh, from Heels and Tiaras. You know, uh, we had our pastor Alexa last week. You guys, you're going to be blessed by uh, what is going on. So go ahead and uh, look that up. You can go ahead also in your podcast platforms. You can look that up. Today's entanglement, like we've already said, is producing in the desert part two. We started it last week with Pastor Alexa and she dropped so many gems. Yeah, It was just like keys all over the place. And I was just like, man, this is so good. We can't move on from this without discussing. Cause I was like, wait a minute. I want to talk about that, but wait, <laughs> I, I want to talk about that too. And, and that hit me hard yeah. and, and that just opened my eyes. And listen, there's so many good things that you need to just go back and kind of chew on these mm -hmm. things just a little bit more kind of get that, that flavor going yeah. inside your mouth. Savor it. Yes. I want to <laughs> savor it today. So producing in the desert part two, I want to talk about Joseph because sometimes, you know, we go through or we go to church and we listen to these uh, sermons and they're so uh, impactful and powerful and we just leave with our minds blown, but we don't get to chew on, um, you know, on, on what the word means and mm -hmm. what these processes are. So producing in the desert, one of my favorite characters to talk about that is Joseph. Joseph, we all know the story of Joseph, this man, a young boy, a dreamer, mm -hmm. right? He, he's given, sometimes I even feel bad because, you know, he's given the dreams by God. Mm -hmm. He didn't ask for exactly. these dreams. He didn't ask to be a, a, a visionary. He didn't ask to be a dreamer, uh, uh, you know, to see things. And sometimes because of what we've been gifted, we are hated. Mm. Just by what we've been given. And, you know, I was, uh, I went up to Jersey. Um, I had to go to a wedding in, uh, in uh, PA. And I stopped by Jersey for, I think it was a, a, a day and a half and to see my mom. And I, I was able to to crossroads with my best friend from high school. And, you know, we were having breakfast because she, she came to the hotel. Mm -hmm. I was there for like one day and, and I was like, look, you're around the corner. You want to come, mm -hmm. come and meet me at the hotel, met me at the hotel. And she's telling me, you know, we were just talking about the ministry and all that stuff. And she's like, you know, it's so crazy because even in high school, I can see how people were just so jealous like mm. i could see the people just hating on you for who you were mm. and it was like nothing about nothing that i had you know it was nothing nothing yep. special 
It was just a hatred. I'm right. And sometimes you start to, and I was like, you know what? You are right. That is so true. And then you, you look at where you are now, even in ministry, mm-hmm. even with the, you know, with the things that you're doing now in your life and your family, what you're still hated. And sometimes you look back and you're like, but I never did anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I never hated on people. Yep. I was never jealous of anybody else. Like I treated everybody fairly. Can you, th- why am I so hated? And I look at Joseph and I say to myself, Joseph, you're hated because of what you were given. There's a gift that you're carrying. There is a a deliverer inside of you. Mm -hmm. You are the deliverer of your people. And because of what you're carrying, you are hated. And it has nothing to do with who you are, but what you are. Oh, my God. You know, it's so easy for us to actually open up the Bible, right? And read the story. And because we can see both sides, we're like, man, this, you know, this, this was tough. But when you're actually living it out, you know, you're, mm. you're not reading anybody's story. Mm. You know, it's you're no living longer your a story, own. you're living it. Mm-hmm. And so it mm-hmm. makes it different when you're being, you know, persecuted or vice versa, the, the person that's, you know, coming towards you or mm-hmm. whatever, looking down on you for whatever reason, isn't looking at it from another perspective. And so everybody is so close-minded to how they're reacting. You know what, I, what I've what i seen on, on social media? It's a meme, I think. It's like so, some people, they don't even have a reason to hate you. They hate you because of how people love you. Ooh. Like so, sometimes it's not even, it's just the way that you carry yourself. But that's good right there because you know what? If we look at Joseph, because his father loved him so much, he was hated. And it says that the anger of his brothers grew as he was gifted his his tunic of colors. Because he was so loved mm-hmm. by his dad, the hatred became even worse. Right. It says that they burned with anger. And so we look at him, and and so tonight the question is, can you still produce when you've been betrayed by your family? Because it's all, all, listen, listen to what I'm telling you. It's all good and dandy when you know what? The neighbor over there looked at you wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to, I'm good. You know what? When, when uh, the person over there that you've been friends with for a while, okay, it hurts, but you know what? I'm going to keep it moving. You know what? I wasn't born with you. We good. Mm -hmm. But when blood betrays you, when blood sells you out, Sandra, I got it. You were blinding them with your light. Bingo. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Listen, this is the craziest thing. When you start to think about how the trajectory of your life is, this is, you know, can you produce when you're being hurt by your own family? And you know what? There, there's something that I love, and I think I was telling you this before we went on air. Uh, there was a sermon that you preached one time, and you were talking about sheep, and you were talking about all these things. But you you mentioned that the enemy has been around for so long that he doesn't change his tactics. Mm-hmm. He just changes people. And so his tactic is always trying to hit you where it hurts the most. Yep. And so he did it with Joseph. He's going to do it with you. You know what? One of the things that is so impactful is looking at the life of Jesus. Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus was not able to do many miracles in Nazareth because, why? The the lack of um, belief. They had no faith in him. They had so much disbelief Mm -hmm. because this is where he was from. Could you imagine growing up with a a friend and saying, then all of a sudden when you're an adult and, and Sandra's on here, it's funny. Uh, you know, that, that I, I come and say, well, you know what? 
I'm the son of God. I'm, I'm the Messiah. But wait a minute. We used to play volleyball in high school. What you talking about? You know what? We, we, we kicked the ball. You lived right across from me. How could you be a healer? How could you be a prophet? Jesus. A lot of people will look at me and say, no, 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 no. You, you came from West New York and Jersey. You a Jersey girl. What? You lived in Newark? Oh, no, no, no. Bricktown? No, no. You can't be a prophet. There is not a, pro a prophetic bone in your body. There, God cannot use you because you know what? We used to hang. We used to chill. We used to go clubbing. Come on, you got to keep it real. And so a lot of people will disqualify your present because of your past. Mm, that's it right there. And it always happens with those that are closest to us, including starting with our family. Mm -hmm. Can you still produce when you are betrayed by your family? That was, his, that was the first place he had to go. He was in the pit. And you know who put him there? His own flesh and blood. Because mm. we're looking for the neighbor to put us in a pit. Yep. We're looking for Joe over there yep. to put us in a pit. But what what, what if it's your brother? Yeah. Flesh and blood. Your sister. People you never expected. Your Come dad. On. Your mom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Fanny. You, you, you better tell me something. <laughs> tell, tell me because sometimes we go through things and sometimes we keep them inside because they hurt too much yeah definitely um you know well going back to just the the story of jesus how he goes into this place and you know he's he's doing all these miracles but he goes back home and they don't receive him at home and and i think that that's got to be one of the hardest things especially when there's there's been some change there's something changed you know mm. something changed like and now all of a sudden people look at you like oh you acting funny or you think you're too good or mm. you know you whatever. came from the same hood yeah, I exactly came from. and it's crazy because a lot of times people do not they they will not applaud elevation Ooh. especially those that are familiar with who you were they cannot accept that you actually changed because they knew the old you, pretty much what we, what you were saying. And and it sucks because there's so much that maybe I have to offer in this season to those people, yet they won't receive it because they're still holding on to the old Ooh, me. Let me tell you, because we're going to go into David in a little bit, but I love that. And I want to touch on that because it's so important. Do you understand that there are things that I can do as David, the, the, the pastor of sheep, right? There's things that I can do there, but there are many more things that I can do as David the king. Mm. And so you're holding me by yes. the, the pastor of the sheep, and you won't allow me to be the king so that I can bring blessings into That's your life. Right you're holding me hostage. That you got to let some people go. You got to let some people be. You got to let people be elevated in the times that God has mm. uh, uh, designed for them to be elevated. Yeah. Because guess what? One day you're going to need them to be in that position. You're going to be that Mephibosheth that's going to be needed to be freed from Lodabar to come and go and sit at the table of the king you didn't want to release. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. You know, what, what we often see, right, in, here in the world is that if somebody has already made a name for themselves, it's easier for you to clap for them because you don't know them. All you see is the glamour and how oh. they're standing on top of the top, right? But you see somebody starting off, and many times, especially if you know them, you're like, oh, they ain't going nowhere. Ooh. 
that ain't going nowhere. Mm. It's just like Joseph's brothers. You telling me that we're gonna serve you? You crazy? Uh, no, I'm I'm not serving you. <laughs> this guy, you go serve me. He lost his brain. <laughs> he lost his brain. He's been eating too much stuff, dreaming about mm. us serving him. How dare you? And they threw him in the pit. Mm -hmm. Now, can we produce while we're in that pit? Can we produce what we've been betrayed by, by people that we hold dear? Mm -hmm. Number two, can we produce when we are wrongfully defamed? Joseph, after he was sold into slavery, went to work in Potiphar's house. He's there. He's doing good. He has the favor of God. The Bible says this man walked on sunshine. He had the favor of God wherever he went. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many glory carriers I have on tonight. That wherever you go, you take the presence of God. Wherever you go, you walk in the favor of God. Wherever you touch changes into something of a blessing. Whoever you pray for is more blessed to have you mm -hmm. in their life. I'm talking to women that understand that they carry an anointing. That they carry the blessing. They carry the favor of God. Where are my glory carriers tonight? Come on, raise up your hand if you are a glory carrier. You know you change the atmosphere wherever you walk. Mm, you know, mm. I, you know, I would much rather have favor in a desert than to have it as standing somewhere high and mighty. Oh. I want to have favor everywhere that I go because if I'm in the desert, I know that there's something that's going to be produced because I am favored. Mm. I'm going to run into somebody that is just going to bless me with exactly what I need or or I'm going to bless them with exactly what they need because I have the favor of God. Come on. The Bible says that wherever he went, he had the favor of God. He was blessed. And when he was there, because he was a man of integrity, this woman lied on him. She defamed him. She said, you know what? He tried something with me. Mm. He gets thrown into jail. Will you be able, number three, to produce? We said number one was produce in being betrayed mm -hmm. by your family, while you're being betrayed by your family. Number two, produce while you're wrongfully defamed. And number three, who are you willing to produce when you are forgotten? Mm. And this one touched home for me so good, so good. Because a lot of the times when we travel in our process, when we go through our seasons, right? That anonymity season when mm -hmm. nobody knows us, when we're hidden, you know, you always talk about that season where uh, you were single and you were trying to get closer to God and you prayed to God and said, God, keep me hidden. Mm -hmm. And so I'm talking about that hidden season when nobody knows your name, mm -hmm. that hidden season when you're on nobody's flyers, that hidden season when nobody knows that you got a word, that hidden season when people don't even know who you are. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about that season where you have been forgotten even by those that, that you have blessed. Mm -hmm. I was telling you off camera and I said, you know what? It, it's the craziest thing. I, I was in church uh, from the time that I was five years old when I came to the United States. Um, I started going to church when I was five. And um, I'm in my mid-40s right now. So I've been in church my entire life. I've known people from uh, uh, the time that I was little that are now bishops. Mm -hmm. They're in charge of... Uh, uh, these big organizations, uh, Christian organizations, talking about people that are in mega churches, talking about people that have huge platforms, uh, you know, singers for the Lord, big artists that you might know, renowned artists that you might know. And I was selling funny off camera. I said, you know, the funniest thing is that never been invited to their churches, never been invited to their platforms. Mm -hmm. 
I've never made one phone call and said to any of them, hey, do you have a women's conference that I could go preach at? Because I got a word. <laughs> I got a word. Listen, God hit me so hard one time. And he said this through uh, one of the ministers that I follow. Uh, and, and she was talking about, you know what, sometimes we're praying that because God has given a word that we're supposed to go and preach to the nations and, 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 and be a, a, of, you know, of whatever, whatever God has called us to mm -hmm. do. And here we are. Oh God, when are you going to open the doors? When, when are you going to open the doors? And we're, we're waiting for doors to be open and God is saying, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not telling you to ask anybody to sit at their table. I want you to construct me a table because you know what? A lot of the times we're waiting to get on platform. God is saying, I want you to build the platform. The platform that I've given you, the architectural plans for, nobody else has built. And because you're unique, because your design is what I've made your design to be, you need to build me the platform. And a lot of the times we're stuck on the thing of, oh my God, open the doors. Last week we were talking about, he don't want to open no doors. He wants to make a pathway. Come on. And I love that because I've always said to myself, you know what? If I got to call somebody to invite me, then I did it, not God. Mm. I'd rather stay in anonymity. I'd rather stay in the secret. I'd rather stay in, in a place where nobody knows my name and, and continue to do what God has asked me to do. Because let me tell you, long and behold, God is going to make a way where he wants me to be. And a lot of the times, sometimes we push our own self to mm -hmm. places that we have not been processed for. Jesus. I'm going to leave it right there. Because I always say the process is better than the destination. Mm -hmm. The process is going to make you who's going to sustain you when you get to the palace. My God, my God. My, my God. Lord. Listen, and, and I feel this, I feel this very, very strong in my spirit. There's some of you that are connected that God has already told you, listen, I, I need you to start the thing. I need you to Ooh. be the one to start the thing. And you're waiting on somebody to call you and tell you, listen, I want to invite you. My God. And God is saying, listen, I already told you to start it because once you start whatever it is that God told you, mm. people are then going to, going to see you. That's when I'm going to reveal you out to those mm. people that need to see you putting you in the right place at the right time let me tell you mm. something I, I that is so good do you know when david was in center stage you know sometimes we think it's you know just chilling mm -hmm. you're not going through anything that's when the door is going to open do you know that david was on center stage mm -hmm. the moment he killed goliath Jesus. There are some giants you're going to have to face, and that's going to be your opening. That's when the curtain will open and say, let's welcome David. <laughs> you, you, Come on. Oh, my God. You know what I love about that story? That he didn't wake up that day thinking, I'm going to go into this camp and go cut this giant's head off because I want to sh I want to show or receive the glory. Right? No, it was it was God ordained where he woke up that morning, his dad calls him, like, do you not think that God thought every step out? How how am I gonna get David over there? And I feel I feel Ooh, chilled my as God. I'm saying this. How am I gonna get David over there for his promotion? Right? Oh, oh, so oh, that oh. people can go ahead and see that my son is the one that's gonna go ahead and cut this giant's head off. Listen, mm -hmm. do you know what the pretext was? Pretext was, hey, I need a lunch boy. Are you willing to go serve mm -hmm. your brothers? Because you were nobody. Although you've been anointed, we're going to get there in a minute because <laughs> mama itching to get there. But listen, although you, you've been anointed the next king of Israel, right now, 
with all your anointing and all the dripping mm -hmm. oil you got, mm -hmm. I need you to serve being a lunch boy. Mm. Would you go out and take some lunch to these warriors? And with the humble heart that he had, he went to serve. Little did he know that God had orchestrated the whole scene. It was a setup. It was a setup. And God opened up those curtains to center stage, David. Yep. Come on, kill me that giant. Come on, cut off his head. Mm. Come on, run towards him. Come on, come on. You you are the one, you are the deliverer of Israel. Mm. And you're going to show them what not even King Saul is showing them. Oof. That's a whole story right there. Come on. Mm. And so are you willing to produce when people have forgotten you? Mm. Listen to what Joseph did. In the middle of prison. While he was incarcerated, while they took away his freedom, wrongfully, might I add, wrongfully, because a lot of us, when something is done to us wrongfully, we want to complain all about it. All we full of is complaint. <laughs> you know what? I don't deserve this. Yep. You don't know what, I, what I've done for so-and-so. Listen, and we start to give a list. Listen, I bought, I bought that girl groceries when she had nothing. <laughs> Listen, I took care of her of her kids when, when she had nobody to take care of her kids. And that's how she's going to do me? Because that's how we act. Yep. That's how we act. We all act like that in one sense or the other. But not Joseph. Joseph was in there and he said, you know what? I am going to let my gift serve mm -hmm. you, whether you remember me or not. Yep. And he helped that guy. And all of a sudden, he's freed from prison. And he says to him before he leaves, listen, don't forget me. Don't forget me. When you get to the palace, the word that I prophesied to you, the dream that I interpreted for you, don't you forget me. Oh, no, 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 Joseph. We boys, man. We're going to ride hard forever, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. we, we boys. I ain't going to forget you. Mm -hmm. You gave me the word that's going to free me from this prison. And all of a sudden, he's in all his glory serving in the kingdom being free mm -hmm. and the bible says that two years later mm -hmm. i could almost see spongebob two years later <laughs> he done forgotten yep sure did living his his best life living his best life and here is joseph still in prison mm -hmm. But God. But God. And that's <laughs> what we're asking you. Can you produce even when you're forgotten? Even when nobody remembers the good you did? Even when they stab you in the back when you've done them right? Will you still produce what God is asking you to produce? Will you still have a pure heart? Because that is one of the, the, the best things that we can say here. He produced in every place he went. But not only did he produce... He produced with a pure heart. And I, listen, God has had me on that for a while. I was talking to an apostle uh, from New York, and we were talking about the pureness of heart. You said something so key uh, a little while ago, how, you know, we always like to follow the people, the name brands, right? Mm -hmm. um, the big name items. And sometimes we do not look at people that have pure hearts. Mm. We like the shiny. Yeah. We don't like the purity. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that these big ticket items, these big names don't have purity. Right. I, I pray that God will continue to cover them and use them in a mighty way. But I'm talking about we overlook 
my sister sitting in the pew next to me mm -hmm. that I know she she will hold me down yeah. through any circumstance. She is my sister's keeper. Mm -hmm. You know what? When I lost my kid, she fasted for me. Yeah. You know, when I was in the brink of losing my, my marriage, she went on a fast with me. Yeah. You know, she prayed with me. She would call me every day at six o'clock in the morning. And I'd rather listen to my favorite preacher than listen to my friend that got asked to go preach somewhere. I won't, I won't go. I got too many things to do. I'm yeah. sorry. And we have to check our motives sometimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, Joseph was the type of person that not only did he produce, but he produced with a pure heart. And that takes me to Psalms 24, which mm -hmm. is a verse that I learned uh, uh, at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, who, who would go up to the mountain of God and who would stand in his holy place? And the Bible says the clean of hands and pure of heart. That is the person that's going to go up there. That, that is that is the person that's going to go into that holy place. That is the person that's going to walk into the mountain of God. The person that has clean hands. We're going to talk about clean hands because God will give you the opportunities to get them dirty. Mm -hmm. But it's up to you to choose the right thing to do. Ooh. Let me tell you, this Christian thing is not an easy thing. This is a heart checker. God is going to check your motives. Yeah. It says that the word is like a double-edged sword and it goes in and it, it and it, what it does is dis discerns the intentions mm -hmm. of your heart, yeah. the intentions of your thoughts. That's deep. That's some deep stuff right there. That's like surgery. <laughs> and a lot of the times we think that we good because nobody's seeing what's in our heart. Yeah. It's, it's not about serving. It's not about producing. It's producing with a pure heart. Because I can fake it. And that's where, it, when, you're in, when you're in the desert and you have to, you, you're put in positions to have to do things that will show your true intention. Are you bitter? Ooh. Are you bitter and have decided I'm not doing anything for nobody because mm. right now I'm bitter. I'm going through my process. I'm going through my problem. I'm in my desert. Go figure out your own situation. Oh my God. You know, it's that that is so good. I, I wrote here that that the uh, uh the pace of your advancement is determined by the purity in your heart. Can you keep your heart pure while your family betrays you, while you're wrongfully defamed, while you're forgotten by those that you have helped? Can you keep a good heart posture? Because the posture of your heart will determine. The pace of your advancement mm. to your next season. Come on. My Lord. Because all of a sudden, while he maintained a good heart, he continued to serve. He was in the head of everybody in the prison. Mm. The Bible says that God gave this other man a dream. Okay? The Pharaoh gave him a dream. He couldn't, he couldn't interpret. interpret the dream. And, and then all of a sudden, the cupbearer said, Oh, by the way, I had a friend in prison. Oops, I done forgot him. But he, he you know, he's he good at all this. Joe. I think it was Joe. He, he's good at all this. Yeah, you know what? You might want to call him. He might do a good job for you. He comes out. He, he becomes second in command. He becomes second. In, but I think the advancement of getting him out of jail was the posture 
of his heart, how pure his heart was. He was called into the kingdom. He was called into that mountain. Yeah. He was called into that holy place. Why? Because his heart was pure. Because his hands were clean. Because he did not start to complain and say, you know what, that wretched man. Yep. I helped him and look at him. He yep. now he's he, you know, he's all over the place mm -hmm. and he forgot me. Yep. He had the opportunity to even cut his head off. I mean, like this is how high up he was sitting, right? <laughs> he could have he could have called for him. He could have said, you know what? You forgot me for two years. I'm second in command now. You know, I'm going to, let's settle some scores. Mm -hmm. Let's right. get even here. Yep. But no, he did not. And even when his brothers came, even when his brothers came, he had the opportunity. Yep. Ugh. And what I love about that story is just that ending, that last part, because in the story, it says that he was acting hard. Like he was, he was, you know, trying to act like something that he was not because of what they had done, but because of his heart, his heart posture, it did, not, it did not allow him to do them dirty. It did not allow him to reject them when they came and they had a need. Ugh. He could not do to them what, what they did to yeah. him. Mm -hmm. And so this is one of the things that I'm, we're gonna tie in when we talk about David. One of the greatest things that I can see here in the similarities in the story is that God allowed him the opportunity the opportunity, the upper hand to do them wrong. Mm -hmm. God gave them up into his hands. And so, I, I, you know, I, I, I want to ask this when we get into this, but sometimes God will give you the opportunity to have your enemies in your hand, to have those people that did you wrong in your hands. What are you going to do with that? Mm. What are you going to do with that? I'm going to ask you the question in a little bit because we're, we're going to get into David. David, anointed to be king. Mm -hmm. Here is this guy. He's just minding his own business. This young man, young boy, minding his own business. He is just shepherding sheep. He's doing his own thing. They really didn't want him around. So they send him to the, to the side of the mountain. Hey, you go over there. Yep. All these other guys were warriors, except for David. David was no warrior. Little did they know. The plot thickens, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, here he is on the side of a, a mountain just shepherding the sheep and all his brothers were warriors. But all of a sudden, he's called to the anointing. And he is anointed by God through Samuel mm -hmm. to be the very next king. And it says that it was private. Yeah. It was in the home. But he knew that he was going to be king. Can we produce... <laughs> Listen to this. I just got this one. Can we produce in a humble way when we've been anointed to be king and we're sent back to be shepherds? Mm. Can we still produce in a humble way? Because sometimes when you see these big apostles and prophets and they come in and know, oh, you're going to be X, Y, Z. I see you traveling nations. I see you prophesying. And you're like, ooh. I kind of like the way that sounds. Little old me. Me, travel, what? I have a bucket list. I have a couple <laughs> of places I like to go. You know, speaking the word of God is just icing on the cake, you know? Can you go back and get your hands dirty doing the work you were doing before you were anointed? Jesus. Because a lot of us wouldn't. Mm -hmm. It's like winning the lottery. Could you imagine you won the lottery and you go back to your nine to five? Mm 
girl, you you crazy. I ain't going to no back nine to five. I don't want to work no more. I want the lotto, mm -hmm. you know? And all of a sudden, this anointing was that very thing we're talking about. He got a first row ticket to being the next king of Israel. In other words, all his problems were solved. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be king, yep. baby. We kings. <laughs> what? God said it. I'm running up in the palace now. I'm running up in the palace. So <laughs> you got to go. Got an eviction <laughs> notice, baby. <laughs> Don't you know you ain't got the memo? <laughs> Listen, could you imagine... You know, David just running up into the palace and saying, look, you don't know what happened behind closed doors because this is our problem. When God speaks a word over us, we want validation from everybody. Mm. And we run up everywhere and say, mm, you don't know. They even changed their name on Facebook. Ain't no more no, no Fani Plaza. We profit Fani now. <laughs> what? Right? Everybody going to know. Everybody. A minister, minister Plaza. Hey. Mm. Why? Because we are so hungry and thirsty for yes. validation that what is important to us is not the anointing, is not what God said over us, but the recognition of man. And so when we don't get the recognition of man, will we still produce? Because you know what? David was forgotten. He was sent back to go be the shepherd of sheep. He was sent to be the lunch boy of his brothers, and he was still anointed to be king. Jesus. Oh my God, I felt that in the, the deepest part of my life. <laughs> Will we still produce? Oh my God, I feel God in this place. I feel God. I don't know if you feel him where you at. I don't know if you feel him where you at. But a lot of the times we're so thirsty. We have not leveled up in our hearts. We don't know who we are to the point that when we get anointed, we want to let everybody know. Not because we want to bless them. It's because we want them to know that we, we somebody. Yeah. God chose some. I'm somebody. And I'm not talking about you tooting your own horns because you want to be mean. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about because there's some broken parts in you that, that still don't know who you really are. Mm -hmm. that, that, that really don't understand that God chose you because of what he deposited in you. Jesus. And that's why he puts us in the potter's wheel. He starts to give us that form. He takes us into these deserts. Can you produce in the desert? Can you produce when you've been forgotten and you've been anointed, called and anointed and picked out, yet sent back to anonymity where nobody knows you? Are you getting your hands dirty, mm -hmm. cleaning sheep, defending, killing lions and bears, and nobody's there to applaud you because the sheep ain't speaking? <laughs> that's real Ooh. that is so real I I know that you know we are ministers or I don't know if just you know if anybody just doesn't have a platform and they just seek God and go to church on Sundays and that's just the extent of you know their Christianity or whatnot but um, I know that at least for me um, I know what God has promised right o over my life what God was speaking at a at a point in my life and I was super excited. God just, you know, told me what he was going to do with me. And I'm just like, okay, I go home. I go, I'm excited. I write down, you know, the promise God gave me. And it's like one year, two year, I open up the notebook and I'm still in the same position. And I'm like, what's going oh. on God? You know, you, you promised this to me. And so too many of us sometimes we'll, 
this will happen where, you know, you feel like it's taking a long time to get to the position that God had told you about, but he's like, listen, I'm, I'm letting you know, I'm just giving you a clue of mm. what I'm going to do with you, but there's still some things inside of you that I need to, to work on things that need to, to, to be, uh, um, produced inside yeah. of you before yeah. you can start to produce what I need you to produce because there is a, you need to cultivate oil before that you can release it Ooh, and and that's, and that's that's just what it is that's you good. know what david was anointed but he had to go back to continue to cultivate something mm. till it was time that he can release oil on others i think that god was checking his heart god wanted to know if he would continue to yeah. shepherd the sheep without being recognized by anybody mm -hmm. uh, you know mm -hmm. without him tooting his own horn without him putting uh, big billboards and saying i just got anointed i'm about to be the next king of mm -hmm. israel you know that imposter that's over there yeah. that guy that that god left you know what he's he's a nobody no i'm the next person so i think that even in the process of sending him back mm -hmm. Listen to this because this is the picture that I that I I see the Holy Spirit giving me right now. It's the picture of a slingshot. Mm. You take a slingshot, and the further you pull it back, the further that rock is gonna go. And so sometimes you're here and God anoints you here, but then he pulls you back and you're going to go back to shepherding sheep. You're going to go back to getting dirty. You're going to get back to being forgotten. Nobody's going to recognize what you're doing. Nobody's going to know that you killed the lion and the bear mm -hmm. with your bare hands, that you picked up the doodle of all the sheep and that you fed them and kept them safe. And nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to clap for you. Nobody's going to do a standing ovation. He's going to pull you all the way back. But one day he's going to release you. One day he's going to let go of that slingshot. And God is going to take you to the place that he promised you. Love that. And that is what we're talking about here with David. Producing in the desert. Listen, he pastored without being recognized. Mm -hmm. Nobody put him on flyers. Yep. Oh man, he killed the lion and a bear with his bare hands. Could you imagine? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, 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 no. His father sent him to be the lunch boy. Listen. He was anointed the next king, yet he was sent to go minister to Saul. Hey, we need a musician for all those people that <laughs> volunteer in church. Jesus. We need a musician. I, I, I'm anointed. Me, volunteer? Are you crazy? You must have done lost your mind, me, volunteer in church. And you want me to do what? Clean the toilets? No, no, no. I'm anointed. Listen. Give me the mic. I want the mic. Listen, there was oil and there was anointing. That means that I'm next in line. It's my turn for such a season as this or a time <laughs> as this I've been called into the kingdom. Because we get real spiritual. Yep. We quoting all types of scripture. Hey, such a time as this. This is it. It's my season. It's my turn. Clean the what? Do the who? Make the coffee. Are you crazy? Be an armor bearer. No, no, no. I'm the next thing. You didn't hear? Mm. You didn't get the message? And all of a sudden, we see David going through all this. He had to go serve Saul while he was demon-possessed. Come on, somebody. Jesus. I got to go serve a demon-possessed person. Are you kidding me? I'm going to serve you deliverance. Just get out my space. I was anointed to sit <laughs> in that throne. Kidding me? I ain't going to oh be singing God. for you and playing for you so you can be free? We ain't here to play no games. No. <laughs> Right? You you sitting in my chair. <laughs> Move, right? Anointed as the next king, he would not harm Saul. He had so many 
times and situations that he was able to kill Saul. And this is where I want to ask this question because it happened to Joseph and it happened to David. Can God trust that when he hands you your enemies into your hands, you will not do them like they did you? If, if it's about a pure heart, Joseph had the opportunity to tell his brothers to go kick rocks, mm -hmm. okay? <laughs> Famine, you hungry? Go kick rocks. You know what you did to me? You know the process you threw me into? Mm. David, how many times did he have the opportunity given by God? Because the Bible says that not even a leaf will fall from a tree if it's not God's will. So I, I, I'm going to submit to you tonight that God allowed the situation for these enemies to be close enough for you to destroy them. But can God trust that you're going to do the right thing? He's serving them in a platter. You know, there's a, there's, I was reading the word earlier today and I was in the book of numbers and, um, it's where Moses is leading the people trying to get them over to the promised land. But I got to a part where it says that Miriam and Aaron, they started talking bad about their leader. They started mm, talking bad about brother. Moses, mm. right? And he is the one that's helping, trying to get them to where God is saying that they're going to go. And here she is, or they are talking down on him after he's been there helping them, killing himself, you know, uh, blood and sweat. And, and God confronts them, you know, saying, do you know that you're talking about my prophet, my servant, the one that I have chosen? And because they spoke bad on him. Miriam ended up with leprosy. That's right. And you know who came through with a prayer, a cry to God? It was Moses, the mm. same person that they were talking bad about. It was Moses that went and cried out to God. Aaron come, goes to Moses and says, "For you, I, I'm sorry because we were being foolish. Forgive oh. us for our foolishness. You know, him saying, I know that I made a mistake. I was wrong. God done came down, told me that he speaks to you face to face. I shouldn't have messed with you. But oh, what I, I love, love is just Moses in his heart. He intercedes for he them. He cries out to God, take it away, Lord. These are the people you gave me. Why did you make me bring them out if you're going to kill them now? Mm. He said, kill me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Kill me. Blot me out of yep. this story. Just erase me. Jesus. That, that's bold right there. I, you know, I love this because when you look at David, when you look at Joseph, when you look at Moses, you know, you're looking at people that, that had the opportunity to get revenge. Yep. Listen to what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be very transparent right now. Because a lot of the times we don't understand even what pastors go through, even pastoring churches and seeing the people that come and go. And all of a sudden I was going through a hard trial several years ago where the church had split. There was people that were leaving, people that were stabbing me in the back, people that I served with a pure heart that were just trying to massacre me, talking about having meetings about me, right? And I was the topic of, of, of the conversation. And all of a sudden, trying to veer people to other churches so that they can leave the church to kind of, you know, just throw that last blow, yep. you know, that, that killer blow, right? And I remember going to the, God's presence, and I remember saying, God, 
I've done everything you've asked me to do. I've done it the way you've asked me to do it. I've said the things you've asked me to, to say. I've sought you. I've, I've, I have come to your presence every single day. I, I've been in your presence since I opened the church. I've not looked to the side. I have given up everything. My time, my family, my life, everything. The Bible says that if you lose your life, you'll win it. But if you win it, you'll lose it. And I have lost everything for your sake. Why are they doing me like this? Why am I going through this? And I, I, I cried out to God like a little baby. And I said, God, when will you avenge me? Hmm. Listen to what I said. God, when will you avenge me? When will they know that I am your daughter? When will they know that I am not an orphan girl? Mm. When will they know that I followed what you asked me to do? That I'm in this situation because you told me to do it. Jesus. Because I was obedient to you. When will you avenge me? And I was serious. I was hurt. I was done for. I had nobody to talk to. And I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. And you better catch this tonight. Because if you don't remember nothing at all, you better remember this. I heard the Holy Ghost say to me, oh, you want me to avenge you? Look, I feel the power of God. This is going to bless somebody. This is going to free somebody tonight. I heard him say, you want me to avenge you? Great. I will avenge you. I will avenge you. But I, I, want, you to, I want you to know that if I would avenge those that you have hurt, you wouldn't be here right now. My God. Because mm. you got a past, baby girl. Because you done, you done some dirty stuff when you weren't in here. And if I would listen to their cry and I would avenge them, you wouldn't be standing here. And I said, you know what? That's all you got to say. We good here. Carry you know on. what? Carry on. There's nothing to see here. We good. You're right. I'm wrong. The Holy Spirit said to me, pray for them. That's powerful. Pray for them. Mm -hmm. And the moment that I started to pray for them, I was freed. Mm. That's powerful. I had no more to give. Like the Jesus. pain was gone. God healed my heart because I understood that if God, if, you know, because a lot of times we want to, we want to call out the fire, like Elijah, <laughs> burn them down, God, <laughs> right? If we want justice, the justice of God, justice starts with my house. Yeah. And if God was to take justice on everything that I've done, I wouldn't be standing here. We're all covered by grace. We are that Mephibosheth sitting at the table of the king. And we're only looking good from the top up. Because if anybody saw underneath that tablecloth, mm -hmm. they'd see that we are paralytics. That there are discrepancies. That there are some ugly scars. There, there are some things that don't add up. You look at my past and you're going to say, well, well uh, what happened, you know, like in the resume? Mm -hmm. What happened from this year to this year? It's not here in the resume. What's going on? <laughs> What's the secret? How many divorces you got? What'd you do? Who were you dating? Whose man were you dating? Because you know what? 
baby girl, nobody can throw the first stone because we all been through things. We all done some dirt. So when you asking for God to avenge you and you're asking God to go ahead and kill your enemies, you better be on the chopping block because you have some enemies too that are asking God to avenge them. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I just I just love that you switched up the perspective or even that the Holy Spirit revealed that to you because too many times we we are just like and I don't even know how to say this, but we we are focused on just what's ahead of us rather than looking to the sides, right? And so it doesn't allow you to see anybody else's hurt, anybody else's pain. It's mm. just like, okay, my view is just on me and what's ahead and it's not on anybody else that I've done dirty. People do me dirty and now it's me, 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 me. We we become so selfish Ooh. when it just comes to 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 us, right? Because we're we're like, oh, okay, this person deserves that, this person deserves that. But oh, yeah. we have to consider what have I done wrong? What do I deserve? What do I deserve? <laughs> That's powerful. I uh I you know, he left me speechless. I just said, carry on, Holy Spirit. We good. We good. So I, I think it's time to to level up. I think Let's that do it. Uh, you know, one of the, the greatest things here is when you're looking at this, right? We're talking about the desert. We're talking about uh, uh, David. And, you know, there was this place that he had to go through called Ziklag. Mm -hmm. And I always say Ziklag is the test of kings. You know, this is when you've gone through one battle after the other, after the other, the other. When you look at the, the significance or the definition of Ziklag, it'll tell you that it is a place where you are pressed mentally mm -hmm. to the point of exhaustion. And this is what happened to David. He was in Ziklag after being run over by Saul, trying to uh, be killed and, and running away and trying to save his life and doing the right thing and still getting caught up. Mm -hmm. And here he is in Ziklag. He hit rock bottom to the point that even his men wanted to kill him. The people that he helped, that he helped have victories, they wanted to kill him. The desert, the wilderness squeezed the king out of mm. David. The, it's going to squeeze the queen out of us when we go through these hard seasons. And so I, I would love to say, you know, it was good for me mm -hmm. that I was mm -hmm. betrayed. It was good for me that people talked about me. It was good for me that people set me up. It, it's I'm almost glad people left me. <laughs> I'm almost glad people left me because it gave me the ability to be face to face, to see the God that sees me, Jesus. to know the God that sees me. Amen. It was in that place where David had nowhere else to go. Not even his men were on his corner. He only had one thing to do, and it was to consult God. And sometimes we have to hit rock bottom where everybody will abandon us, where we're between a rock and a hard place. And we got to look up and say, God, what do you want me to do in this, in this time? What is the season all about? What must I learn? I want you to understand that he was able to bring out in you what you had inside in those desert moments. My God, hmm. He was able to bring that, 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 that person, that thing that he hid inside of you, right? You were able to encounter God when you go through these, these hard moments. I, I think that it's time to change our perspective of when we go through deserts because we look at deserts in a negative way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, before we started, we, you know, we were chatting a little bit. And one of the things that we touched on is how so many times we look at the desert in a negative way. Um, because it's, it's just the process It's like, I'm going through it, you know, times are hard. I've got people just 
stabbing me in the back, people betraying me, people don't believe in me. Mm. Just it's just so much that goes on in the desert that we we view it as a negative process, right? right? But what I've come to realize is that there's things that I would have not known or if I would have not gone through the desert mm-hmm, moment, mm-hmm. if I wouldn't have gone through that process, right? There's things that I wouldn't have that I wouldn't have been appreciative of right now if I wouldn't have gone through That's right. through the process. And so we learn lessons in the process that we would never experience in the promised land. Mm, I um, uh, another thing is that uh, the desert seasons are times of spiritual growth. They lead us closer to relationship with God. You know, when you're going through the hardest times in your life, Tell me that you don't get closer to God. Mm, look, at that's what Lynette just said. I think each desert is an opportunity to experience God in a different way. Absolutely. I love that. And, and so those, I know, at least for me personally, is those are the best moments that I've had with God. Yes, I'm crying my eyes out, but it's the closest that I've ever felt God to me. Mm, you know, where, where I feel like he's literally wrapping me in his arms, that's where right. he's nurturing me and taking care of me in those hard moments. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that God uh, uh, gives us is the provision in the desert moment. That's right. Whatever it is that you're, you're needing during the desert moment, he's providing it. Mm-hmm. If you're hungry, he's giving you manna. If you're thirsty, he's he's making water Ooh. flow through rocks. Like it it what may seem impossible to us, God is providing it even in the desert. And oh so my God. this is how we need to view those desert seasons. Listen, uh, uh God sent the, the ravens to feed Elijah. Mm-hmm. He sent an angel to feed Elijah at one point or the other. He he uh, uh gave a command to a widow to feed him as well when when the the brook was drying up. There are so many things that God has prepared for us in the desert. So I want to go into the word because mm-hmm. it is part of of the leveling up tonight. We're going to read out of Mark 14.3. If somebody can put it down on the comments, Mark 14.3. And it says here, while he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. There is a special oil that drips out of brokenness. Mm. There is a special anointing that God has prepared for you when you're going through a desert or wilderness season. Listen to what this word brings to us. The alabaster box released the internal essence when it was broken. What has God hidden inside of you? There is a queen that is inside of you. There is a king that is inside of you for those men that are watching. That God has to release and the only way he will release the essence of what he has placed on the inside of you is by brokenness, is by breaking the vessel. My God, somebody has to understand that tonight, that you're being broken is not something negative. You're being broken is releasing the essence Mm -hmm. that God has stored up inside of you. Listen to this. Joseph was able to deliver his family because he went through his desert. Because he was broken. Mm-hmm. The king in David was brought out because he passed through Ziklag. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Alexa was talking about it last week. And I love that she said this. She said, they can't hurt me in a place that God has not allowed them to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. Every desert has already been ordained and prepared for me. We have to trust God and pass the test. Jesus. My God. That, that, is some, that, that is some good stuff right there. I love that because... When we don't understand, 
that, that God has ordained a thing, when we don't understand that God has ordained these, these different deserts for mm -hmm. us to be able to pass, to be able to be processed, that we think is the devil. Jesus. We Christian people, we Come love on. to blame the, the devil for everything. Yep. We talked about it last week. The Bible says that Jesus was taken to the desert by the Holy Spirit. There is a desert that has been ordained. There are seasons of deserts that have already been ordained in your life. Mm. And so we were talking about it last week. There are just the people that are betraying us, the people that are talking mm -hmm. about us, the people that are, are, are doing their thing are right. just playing a part mm -hmm. in the story yep. that God is telling about us. Jesus. They're just actors, mm -hmm. <laughs> confused fans. You know what I'm talking about? These critics, they confused. <laughs> They don't know whether to like you or to hate you. Mm -hmm. They're just playing a part. Don't take it personal. Listen, you know that you have leveled up your perspective spiritually when you welcome your desert seasons. We talked about that last week, and that was that was bombs right there. Yep. I love that. Because you know you've matured when you're like, bring it on. You know what? <laughs> Holy Spirit, you taking me to another desert? <laughs> I'm going to be wearing my, my suit. You know what? Where's the cameo? We, we, we looking good while we're going through this desert. Listen, when we have leveled up, we understand the devil does not have the power to take us to That's a desert. Right. Only right. God can. And when God takes us to a desert, it's not for our defeat. It's for our promotion. Mm -hmm. it's, it's to unleash us to that next season. It's to unleash us to that place where he's taking us. What we've been anointed for is where he's going to position Amen. us after that Amen. desert. My God. So our, our question is, and I, and I love this because it's important for us to, to, to understand that. Ask them that question because it is good. So what were you supposed to produce while you were in your, in your desert? Was it a different mindset? Was it a, a godly strategies, a business, a book? Is it the ministry? Is it your gifts, your purpose? Mm. Was it a place where your metamorphosis was supposed to happen? Oh, my God. I love that one. I love that one. My God. Mm. That's powerful. Funny. You know, there's something so important that God spoke to me in the middle of a sermon. I was preaching one of my best sermons, and mm. I was just giving it all I had. I was leaving it all in the altar. Mm -hmm. I was sweating up a storm. I had my little hanky and everything. And I was I was even wanting some water. I, I was just up there doing my thing. And all of a sudden, in the middle of my sermon, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, sometimes you I have to start you off as David the shepherd because that's all you know. And in the middle of the process, in the middle of getting to the palace, I will convert you into that king. And all of a sudden, it's like he took, it was an out-of-body experience. Mm. And I saw him say, you know what? I started you off as a pastor, but I'm taking you into an apostle. Because what I'm doing with you through this process of betrayal, through this process of being forgotten, through mm. this process of anonymity, through this process of not being loved or not being accepted by those that I've called you to, is a transformation. It is a metamorphosis. You are going from this product to this product. And the only way that I can transform your life is taking you through that wilderness. Jesus. My God. You <laughs> learn some things. I'm telling you. Bombs. You learn some things when you're going through the process. Definitely. Ladies, welcome your desert yeah. seasons. Because in your desert, 
you will transform into that woman, that queen that God has called you to be only in the process. Amen. It's not sitting in, in a in a palace. Oh, mm -hmm, we, mm -hmm. we done made it, girlfriend. Yeah. Let's invite our, our, our circle mm -hmm. to, to the kingdom. No, 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 no. Listen, you become that queen in the desert. Queen <laughs> you, material. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I'm telling you. Listen, David left Ziklag with a crown in his hands. Ziklag was a place of battle and battle and battle. When they got to Ziklag, after battling, after going through wars and battles and being tired and being uh, uh, wounded, when they got to Ziklag, the Bible says that the place was burnt down. The Amalekites had burned it down. They had taken the women. They had taken the children. It was done for. It says that all 600 men cried bitterly. Could you imagine that? That's some ugly stuff right there. 600 men crying like big babies. My, my, my. I'm telling you. And then it says that they were speaking about stoning David to death because of what had happened. And it says that David cried bitterly. But it also says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And this is where I want to tell you. Because God will take you to a ziklag where you, mm. you've done had it. You on rock bottom. There is nobody else patting you on the back. There's nobody saying, good job, pastor. Good job, uh, volunteer. Good job, woman of God. Ain't nobody calling you woman of God. Ziklag ain't aim for, for people that, that don't have the material. Ziklag will take out the king in you whether you like it or not. <laughs> you're gonna have to call up something in you. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to talk to yourself like like David did. Mm -hmm. Oh soul, you better worship God. Come on. He all down. My soul is downcast inside of me. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord that made the heavens and the earth. Listen, that is where he wrote his best psalms. The ones you like to sing about, he had to go through. Jesus. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. He had to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I come to talk to some women that have to understand that in order to be the queen that God has called you to be, you must go through Ziklag. And you better, you better produce while you're there. Right there. You better produce while you're there. Oh, it's going to make you produce. It, whether you like it or not, you're going to produce. Listen, the crown came to Ziklag. He walked out of Ziklag with a crown. 15 to 25 years later. Powerful. So are we too busy complaining? Hmm. Nagging? God, why me? Throwing pity parties. Oh, my God, not me. Why me? Again? Mm -hmm. This happens to me again? I always choose the wrong people. You know that Jesus chose Judas mm -hmm. after praying? <laughs> and we're all I always choose the wrong people. Yeah. They're playing a part, baby. Mm -hmm. They're playing a part. Let them play the part. You know what Jesus said to, to Judas? What you're about to do, you better do it now. Mm -hmm. Handle your business. You better handle your business. <laughs> so are we so busy feeling sorry for ourselves, for us, asking why? And God is saying, I orchestrated this desert with a purpose. This pit, I orchestrated mm -hmm. it with a purpose. Ziklag is where I'm transforming you into yep. what I called you to be. Listen, I anointed you 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Ziklag is the place where I'm about to give you your crown. Where you least expect it. In the midst of the, the rock bottom where you had to encourage yourself. Mm -hmm. You thought it was while everybody had you on the altar. 
Jesus. And, and the horn was throwing the... Because mm -hmm. a lot of people are just waiting for the anointing. Yep. They think that's their coming out party. Mm -hmm. And God is saying, no, baby. That ain't your coming out party. No, no. Ziklag is your coming out party. Listen, in the midst of the field, when you're chopping off the head of Goliath, that's where I'm about to mm -hmm. promote you. That's where I'm about to let people know who you are and what you made of and what I put inside of you. Oh, my God. He came out of Ziklag with the crown. So, you know, one, one, one of our favorite verses is the kingdom of heaven suffers violence mm -hmm. and only the violent take it by force. Where are the women? Where are the women that would, you know, get a little deranged in the spirit, a little savage in the spirit? Yes. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about a, a Samson kind of woman, you know, that would just rip out the jaws of, mm. uh, of the lions and, and take a, a donkey's uh, jaw and kill a thousand Philistines. I'm talking about women that are going to go crazy. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get pissed because the devil is always trying to throw one at me and he, he makes me want to feel sometimes that the desert is against me. But I need to level up in my thought in perspective and understand that the desert was not meant to destroy me. It was made so that I can be come built on. as a warrior. Come on, come on. So that I can become that queen that God called me to be. So that's why I start twitching because you know what? I had to become crazy. It's like that 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 woman Rispa. Listen, there are situations that will make you go a little cray cray. And people don't understand why you're praising so crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she's, she's too loud. My God. She's too radical. Baby, girl, you don't know where I come from. You don't know when I was about to take my life, when I didn't want to live. You weren't there. My Lord. You don't know what God brought me out of. Yes, I'm a little deranged. Mm -hmm. I almost took my life. But you weren't there. So, yes, you know what? You might look at me like I'm crazy, like I'm too loud, like, you know what? I'm too radical. But it takes some radicalness to make it through this world because you know what? There are people that have gone. Listen, sometimes God will look at us and say, you know what? If I would have allowed somebody else to go through what you went through, they would have been done for. They would have been in an insane asylum. There's some women in the insane asylum right now. They couldn't take what you went through. They couldn't take what I went through. The, the devil thought he had me and he should have taken me out when he had the chance because right now it's too late, buddy. We good. We good. A lot of us don't understand the hell that some of us have gone through. My Ziklag is not your Ziklag. Your Ziklag is not my Ziklag. Right. That's what we have to be our sister's keeper. And that that's why I wanted people to see the behind the scenes of ministers, mm -hmm. the behind the scenes of women of God, that you see them shining in the altar with, with their falsies and, 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 and the makeup and their nice earrings and, and all this great stuff and we look good and da, 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 da. great. Do you know the battles that those women go through? Mm -hmm. We're talking to Pastor Alexa last week. She's talking about, you know what? I got to pray for somebody's healing when I'm dying over here. I can't even breathe. And she's still expected to produce. Mm -hmm. She's a pastor. She can't take a day off. I'm not showing up this Sunday. Hey, uh, carry on. Yep. Carry on. <laughs> we good. My Lord. Hmm. So today's affirmations are going to be challenges. They're going to be challenges. So we're going to go through the challenges because we're going to have to dare you to do these things. Yes, absolutely. Oh. Uh, I, 
I want to let you ladies know that the desert is a temporary place. The desert is not where you stay unless you choose to stay there. Um, and even in the desert, the enemy will probably come mm. and he'll, he'll try to, you know, tell you a few things in your ear, you know, and convince you like, oh yeah, go ahead and do this because mm. he did it with Jesus. Jesus was in the desert 40, 40, what was it? 40 days, 40 nights. Mm -hmm. And the enemy comes, the, Satan comes and he tells him, Hey, you should do this. You should do that. Mm -hmm. And how did Jesus send him off? How did he, you know, get rid of him by the word of God? Mm. And That's so good. I just want to let you know tonight that if you, if you are in a desert, you need to understand who you are in God. You need to open up the word of God because when the enemy comes and tries to speak craziness into your ear, to tell you that you're not enough, to tell you, you know, kill yourself. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You're not good enough. You know, the, uh, the marriage is, is done. The you word know, is never, try. the word is never going to come to pass. Oh, come on. <laughs> they anointed you on emotion. Mm. <laughs> come on. Listen, when you know the God that you serve and you know his word, you will be able to get through any desert season that you are going through. And even holding on to God, as you're going through your process in the desert, God is going to allow you to produce, even as you're weary, even as you're tired, even when you're sick. Like, I need some women to understand this tonight. And so I, I want to just challenge you. Get into the word of God. God, I will seek you like never before. These are your affirmations. God, I will seek you like never before. God, I... I I'm, I'm going to uh, uh, soak up your word like never before. Mm. Listen, I'm, I'm, I want to tell you how you're going to survive in the desert. Mm. Come on. That's good. You have to seek God. You have to be in his presence because only through him will you have the strength to be able to walk it out and continue to push. Mm. And I have two verses that I want to go ahead and share with you. Um, Isaiah 43, 19, it says, mm. I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. He's mm. making a way. I, it may seem like you're walking and you're not seeing any, uh, uh, um, you're, you're not seeing the streams yet. But listen, <laughs> God is making a way. What, what was it that we were saying last week? God make a, a what? A pathway? A pathway, yeah. Open up a pathway, God. Yes. So that your streams can flow, Father. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Isaiah 35, 12, the desert and the parched land will be gl glad. The wilderness will rejoice and bloom um, like the crocus. It will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. Listen, I'm here to tell you that That's this good. is a temporary thing that you are going through. And there is something that God is trying to produce in you as you produce for him. Mm, my God. God is trying to produce something in you as you continue to produce for him. That's and good. I need you to catch that today. You're not going to stay in this place forever. You're going to shout with joy and praise again. Mm. Okay. Does anybody receive that tonight? Come on, I don't somebody. know about you, but I receive it. Come on. We are daring you. We are daring you to get uh, spiritually savage yes. and just go and produce anyway. Produce in that desert. Produce in that wilderness. Allow God to take that queen out of you by continuing to continue and having a, a good heart posture yes. while you're producing, which is very important the way that we produce. Ladies, 
I don't know about you, but this has blessed me completely. Yes, absolutely. It has changed me completely. I am not the same person after going through these things that God just revealed to us. God has been speaking to us today. I know I've received. I know Fani has received. I pray that you guys have received something tonight. I pray that you will share this with somebody. Ladies, we have an epic uh, um, interview next week. Yes. We have somebody special that's going to be with us. Do not miss out. Go ahead and share this with somebody. Brenda says, joy comes in the morning. Yes. Come on, somebody. Lou says, yes, I received the word in Jesus' name. Would anybody else say, you know what? I'm going to dare to produce in the desert. Yes. I'm going to dare to produce in the desert. I'm going to dare to produce in the desert. Somebody has to say it tonight. Somebody has to be willing to be a little cray-cray for Jesus. Somebody has to be a little spiritually savage. Come on. Oh, come on. Somebody has to be out there and say, I'm going to produce in the desert. Maybe my neighbor won't, but I will. Come on now. Somebody has to say that. Ladies, it has been a pleasure uh, to be with you one more week. Uh, we will see each other next Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Same channel, same time. Uh, we love you, ladies. Uh, we continue to pray for you. Um, continue to pray for us as we are walking this walk with you. Season four, my sister's keeper. Will you be your sister's keeper? I know she looks good. I know she wears cute clothes and cute outfits, but maybe she's going through something. Will you reach out to your friends, Come your on. sisters, and check on them and see how they're doing and see if they're okay going through their desert and see if there's anything that you can do to help them produce in the desert? Come on. Sometimes it's so good to produce to somebody else in that listen, desert. Listen, if you're experiencing the streams right now, right, go ahead and do Turn that water to somebody. Turn around and, and serve somebody some water. Yes. My God. Ladies, I want to just uh, remind you all that we have our, our online store and we've got new fall merch on there. If you would like to support us, I want to encourage you to check out our site. It's www.lhm1.org. Go, go go purchase something. Go buy something for your sister. Mm. Come on now, y'all. Stop playing. <laughs> I'm going to check the notifications, okay? <laughs> Ladies, we love you. God bless you. It has been real. Love See you, you next week. Bye. God bless you. Wow, what a powerful message that was. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family as we release new episodes every week. And don't forget, it's time to level up, girl.